This podcast is part of the Famous Original Podcast Network family. You can find us by going to www.fopnet.biz. Recording on Monday, October 29th, this is the Episode 16 News segment. As always, I'm Dan Pineda. In MLB news, the Boston Red Sox closed out the LA Dodgers in five games to win their fourth World Series championship since 2004, and Steve Pierce was named the MVP of the World Series after his incredible play during that full series against the Dodgers. In NBA news, Tyron Liu has been fired as the head coach of the Cleveland Cavaliers after an atrocious 0-6 start and they have named Larry Drew the interim head coach as of yesterday, October 28th. Sources told ESPN's Brian Windhorst that Lou recently had a disagreement with Altman, who is the GM of the Cavaliers, over playing veterans. Altman preferred that Kyle Korver and J.R. Smith be taken out of the rotation to give time to younger players, but after one game in which they didn't play, Lou put both back in the rotation without consulting the GM. Lou still owed roughly $15 million on the contract he signed, in 2016 after the team won the NBA championship. We here at Ride the Pine wish him the best and hope he finds a new home. In NFL news, the Cleveland Browns have officially fired Hugh Jackson as their head coach and have also fired Todd Haley as their offensive coordinator. The Browns are 2-5-1 this season, doubling their win total from Jackson's first two seasons with the team. Cleveland was 1-15 in his first season and 0-16 last season. The Browns hired John Dorsey as a general manager late last season, and Dorsey kept Jackson on as a coach despite the team's winless season. There were rumblings that the relationship between Jackson and Haley had deteriorated to the point that a move might have to be made. Haley was in his first season with the Browns after serving as the Steelers' offensive coordinator from 2012 to 2017. After news surfaced of the Browns' changes, Mayfield's college coach, Oklahoma coach Lincoln Riley, was after he asked if he had any interest in coaching in the NFL. Riley turned down the offer. Since 2016, the Browns are last in the NFL in win percentage, offensive efficiency, points per game, and total quarterback rating. Jackson's career 20.5% win percentage is second worst in NFL history among all coaches with at least 40 games played. According to the Elias Sports Bureau, Jackson's 3-36-1 record with the Browns is the worst head coaching record for one team in NFL history. This has been the episode 15 news segment, and now, on to the show. Welcome everybody to episode 16 of Ride the Pine, recording on Monday, October 29th. This is a podcast where three friends discuss sports, sports, and more sports with a side of anxiety and lots of doubt. I'm so anxious. Oh god, anxiety overload. (laughs) As always, I'm your host Dan, joined by my co-hosts, Kyle and Ron. Guys, how are we doing this week? Um... This week could have been better, but um, yeah, it's uh, it's been interesting. I don't know. I don't I'm really have anything spooky. else to say. It's Halloween yes. week. 
Oh, yes, that's true. Happy Halloween, even though we're going to be posting this after the fact. Yeah, this will be posting like two days after Halloween. Hope everybody didn't have too much candy to eat. Oh, I hope you had so much candy that you gained like 10 pounds, but you don't regret a thing. Honestly, I hope you didn't go into anyone's house that offered candy. You know what, Ron? It's really unhealthy to tell our listeners to eat a ton of candy, gain 10 pounds, and then possibly get the diabetes. That would just be horrible. You you know what, Dan? Over the last seven years, I've gained like 100 pounds. I need some fat buddies. That's all I'm saying. Fat buddies. Fat buddies. Fat buddies. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, On this week's episode, we're going to be recapping week eight, uh, previewing week nine, uh, talking about some news that happened in the NFL uh, this week, and also having our fantasy football corner to close out the show. Um, So, guys... Uh, what were uh, what was a game that uh, that you guys really enjoyed watching this past weekend? Kind of an obvious one, I guess, but that Green Bay and Los Angeles uh, Rams that was that was a great game. It came down to the wire. Um, I thought the Rams were going to pull away with it, and um, what was it? Montgomery with uh, the dumb decision to bring the the kickoff out of the end zone and fumbled it, basically gave the Rams the game. Um, but that was an awesome game to watch. Um, and actually, so was the Bengals Bucks. Uh, on a side note, like uh, you know, that was a phenomenal game to watch. But on a side note, how much class does Todd Gurley have on that last play when he clearly ran for a first down? He could have ran into the end zone, but instead he yeah, he pulled up and went down because he already knew the game was over. Like rather than being like, "Oh, I'm going to pad my stats and get another touchdown," he went down on purpose and just sealed the win. He didn't fumble anything he didn't try to make a dumb play that's not only a smart yep. football player but that's just it shows a lot of classic he didn't want to rub anything in anybody's face yeah, yeah that no is pretty classy move. move he's a smart dude yeah yeah i agree he's tearing um, it up this year yeah no doubt i have him on one of my teams and uh man he produces so Do what i really? was gonna say is uh, he averages yeah. 28 points yeah he's really really good um like i feel like other fantasy owners would probably be a little bit annoyed because he didn't run in that touchdown, but um, no, I think that's pretty. That's like you said, classy of him. Yeah, you, you know, and I bet you the, anybody who had him in fantasy was probably like, "What are you doing? Run it in!" Yeah, and then he goes, and then he just like close game, and then he just like sits down and goes in the fetal position, and you're just like, "Damn it!" <laughs> <laughs> yep. Sometimes those fantasy points don't come easy. No, you're right; they don't. And when you have, yeah. when you're looking at at least six points in the face and that could be a difference between a win and a loss and he just decides to just like drop to the ground and and get tackled you're just like no (laughs) (laughs) yeah well i didn't have to worry about that too much i don't think so um one game i wanted to uh definitely touch on uh early on in this episode is a team that that you know what Kyle with the with the with the with the dirty the dirty double entendres, um, Jeez. is a game. Well, actually, a team that some, one of the three of us has been really high on all year, and man, Panthers. did they show us! They showed us this weekend that they are the real deal. And you're right, Kyle. It is the Carolina Panthers. You've been high on them all season. And what do you think of that game know, this right? past weekend? I- it was it was impressive, right? Baltimore is kind of the overall top defense. I don't think they've had some crazy matchups. I, you know, they're not like Seattle a few years ago, but they're a good team. 
Um, and yeah, the Panthers look good. I didn't see much of it. I don't know if you guys did any highlights, but I mean, their offense is just on point. That that deflected pass and then McCaffrey had the wherewithal to just jump into a crowd and, and grab it for a touchdown. That was pretty amazing. I missed that. Oh, that's cool. If you get a chance to go back and watch it, he was uh, Newton was trying to throw for Funchess. It got batted into the air, and then out of nowhere, here comes the five foot nine McCaffrey, jumps over everybody, <laughs> grabs it out of the air, and scores a touchdown. Sometimes yeah, it's the littlest guys who have the big heart. What was that, Ron? He's got out. Sometimes it's the littlest guys with the biggest heart. <laughs> you got that right. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. He's uh, getting I, his weapons back. Olsen's coming back. They're going to look good. Now, mm-hmm. Kyle, correct me if I'm wrong, but does Cam, is he starting to become a leader for that football team? Yeah, about time. I think he is. I mean, he's definitely gone through his little moments of kind of complaining or, you know, giving right. up, if you will, you know. But um, I think he's starting to play some, like, smarter ball. He definitely seems to lead the team, and he's not doing anything stupid. And injury-wise, he's not doing anything stupid, you know. Um, he just got back at one of his best favorite targets, Greg Olson. You know, they're going to be they're, they're going to look good this year. And I think he has so much experience in the playoffs and he's still pretty young that uh, he's he can and will be a very good leader this year. <laughs> what do you think, Ron? Yeah, I completely agree. I think that uh, I think that Cam is really showing, uh, you know, is, is uh, I don't want to say his stripes, but, you know, he's basically showing that he was worth that pick. Um, you know, we kind of talked about last week that not all like number one overall picks are like not all early picks like go and become something great but he's yeah. uh definitely making a case for himself so yeah for sure and i think i think that's a sign of maturity on his level because these past couple seasons like you guys have touched on he's he's kind of whined a lot he's complained a lot you know if they if they lost a game rather than rather than being all sullen and being like next question next question being all pissy in the uh, post-game conferences He's shown a lot of class, a lot of maturity, and like in a loss would be like, you know, we we played hard, we had t- had a tough week, we just got to go back out next week and play even harder. And and I got to commend him for that because it shows that he's he's learning how to become a leader. And I think that's something that that team needs, and I think that's what Ron Rivera has been uh waiting for when he when they picked him early in that draft. Yep. Oh um, yeah. One game I wanted to touch on, mainly because of what happened when we heard about it today, is the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cleveland Browns. Man, those Browns, after those two wins, have slowly imploded. Hugh Jackson, <laughs> Hugh Jackson, and Todd Haley apparently had a massive argument after before this week's game, and it led the GM to be like, "You know what? I need to split you guys up." And it's going to happen after this game. And I read a stat online, and you guys are going to laugh about, a little bit about this. Every single head coach that has been fired by the Browns has been fired the week after they played the Pittsburgh Steelers. And that is in the last wow. seven seasons. Isn't that sad? And I said to myself, <sighs> do you guys really hate yourself that much after you play the Steelers that you have to fire your head coach? Well, you know, those yeah, division Pittsburgh's games are home, really, really record. important. They really yeah. are. Yeah, they are. They come in and they're just like, we're just going to slap you around. And this is fun. As if it hasn't been enough years of this happening. Like, <laughs> for example, like uh, Mike Tomlin scores a touchdown. Instead of being like, I'm going to kick an extra point. He's like, let's go for two. And the Browns fans yeah. are like, you freaking jack off. 
<laughs> yeah. Were you guys pulling for yeah. the Browns? I actually picked the Browns in our pool, Kyle. Oh, oh, so did I. Yeah. yeah I went so twelve. I, was, I went yeah. twelve and one. I picked the Browns. I was just oh, like, they're gonna, they're, they're gonna pull out a win, and I'm like, oh my god, had I picked the Steelers like I was gonna do, I'd yeah. be thirteen and zero mm-hmm. going into the Bats game. Yeah, I feel like myself and uh, you know a lot of Cleveland Brown fans. Uh, I feel like we're kind of kindred spirits because we've had years of bad teams. So there's a lot of times where, like, especially this season, like I want the Browns to do well, and they always seem to fall flat. So I think what I've learned is that it's a bad idea yeah. for me to cheer for teams. <laughs> cheer for teams. Period. Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah. this leads me to a couple other stats that I found. You know, I brought this up in the news segment. Um, but since 2016, the Browns are last in the NFL in win percentage, offensive efficiency, points per game, and total quarterback rating. And Hugh Jackson's career win percentage as a head coach is point is point two zero five. Jeez, his record is three thirty six and one. That. <laughs> they said, so they said this dad you ready for this one that record that he had with the browns 336 and 1 is the worst head coaching record for one team in NFL history well you know what you know what i think is going to happen i think that next year he gets another win with the buffalo bills i think he comes on as the offensive coordinator for the buffalo bills yeah he yeah, was no, i think he, he stunk yeah i think he comes on as the head coach <laughs> <laughs> oh god i mean i think that's what happens i think they go one in 15 and they finally get like that number one overall draft pick and um then they fire him kind of like the buffalo sabers did with ted nolan well, i mean they're both owned by yeah. the same people so well, it's so funny and you mentioned you know hiring and firing head coaches as soon like i think they said within an hour of firing hugh jackson and todd haley the browns reached out to uh lincoln haley who's actually the head coach of the Oklahoma Sooners, whereas, where Baker Mayfield played in college. And they're like, hey, I mean, you want to yeah. be our coach? And and, Riley, <laughs> and Haley was like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> Make more money on the college circuit. Yeah, he so. basically <laughs> said, I don't have the itch to be an NFL head coach, and I don't think I ever will. And I think that's that's a little, that's a little upsetting because he, he basically said, I'd rather coach in college than be the Browns head coach. Well, there's a lot more glory that comes with coaching in college as well. I mean, you know, if you, uh, you know, you win a championship or I mean, even if you do you know, relatively well, like, I mean, I don't hear a lot of college fans calling for coaches heads except for like Rhett, but he's also the only college fan that I know. So, <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> I will say this. I hope the Browns find a good coach, and I hope they, you know, find some balance because their defense is actually pretty decent. Their offense is starting to kind of like gain a little momentum, but they just need a guy who's not a complete moron as their offensive coach. And this is this is totally against Todd Haley because honestly, when he was in Pittsburgh, Tomlin wanted to call the plays on offense. But then Haley's like, well, I'm the offensive coordinator, so I should do it. And he just butt heads with everybody. There's a reason Todd Haley's bounced around the league like like a freaking STD. Uh, it's, it, he's, just, he's just a parasite, in my opinion. Sorry, I just can't stand Todd Haley. That's fair. Um, glad that we can you know go around calling people STDs now because it's no longer a family show because apparently we're not being played in barbershops. So, <laughs> yeah. Yay. 
<laughs> Freedom! <laughs> Hooray! Um, one game that I thought was actually a little surprising was the Broncos-Chiefs game. Um, the Chiefs mm-hmm. game, uh, the Chiefs were playing really well, and then all of a sudden in the fourth quarter, the Broncos just started to get back in it, and they made that a game because the final was only 30-23. Mm-hmm. to 23. And yeah, it was I, a really tight game. I will say this. This is actually without Tyreek Hill because Tyreek Hill got hurt midway through that game. And then next yeah, thing you know. Yeah, difference when he's gone. Well, and then next thing you know, it just tells you how loaded they are on offense. Then next thing you know, up comes Sammy Watkins and just torches everybody. Yeah. Yep. Um, just goes to show when you put Sammy Watkins with a good quarterback, hey, sometimes he plays good, you know. Buffalo. I know you had you had that talent. <laughs> I love how all of our conversations doesn't matter what team it somehow rounds its way back to the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> I just like to crap on them because they are just there's no excuse for their ineptitude, and uh, that's the only team I watch. So it's <laughs> the whole frame of reference that I have. Ron, um, speaking of yeah. an ineptitude, how about them mm-hmm. Giants? Oh, my gosh. Oh, that, my God. See, Talk about ineptitude. Sorry to your brother yeah. Tom, but my God. That team is yeah, just horrible we were, to watch. We were switching back and forth between that game and the Kansas City game, and I was just like, I can't believe what I'm seeing. Like, Adrian Peterson looked like he was like still 20 years old. I was about and, to say that. That <laughs> run where he just yeah. ran through their whole defense, I'm like, okay, you could have dro- drove at least two semis through the hole that he ran through on his way for that long touchdown. And I'm saying to myself, who the hell do you have on, on defense that's so bad that you can make a 35-year-old running back look like Barry Sanders? I know. Well, and the other thing that, like, jumped out at me, too, because, like, somebody who doesn't really, like, look at the plays that deeply or anything like that, but, like, I was watching Eli, and he ended up being the pass leader in this game, but... Saquon Barkley was open at least a handful of times, and he could have made significant gains. Eli didn't even look in his direction. Yeah, like I don't know why you you do that with somebody of that caliber. Well, I think I, I know what the issue I mean, is. They give it to him enough as it is. Yeah, I, <laughs> that's true. I, I They're going to the, kill the guy. I, I was going to say I think the issue is is that in that particular game they were trying really hard to get Odell involved because they don't want to lose him in the trade deadline. And I think they I were mean, just trying fair. to force passes to Odell over and over and over again. You notice, like, if you look at the stats, yeah. Saquon still had a decent day, but nowhere oh, yeah. near what he's been doing. Yeah, and no. it's because Odell, saying, like, I think, was targeted like twelve times. I'm like, oh, I don't know, maybe it's like double what he's been the past two weeks. Yeah, yeah. And they don't I even think... get smoked. They just no don't look good. They don't no. always get blown yeah. out, but man, they stink. Mm-hmm. They're just like. <sighs> Does is it the coach? They're very they're very flat. I don't because I don't it, know. It's just it, I picked him this week too. Because I picked the Redskins, but I mean, if you look at the the offense, the defense is meh. You know, it's not not bad, not great, but not bad. But their mm-hmm. offense: Sterling Shepard, Evan Ingram, Saquon Barkley, and Odell Beckham Jr. on the same team. My question yeah. to you guys is: Yeah, is they it have the a coach and the play calls? Or is it Eli showing his age? Um, no. I think it's more that they don't have an offensive line that's competent enough to give him enough time. Yeah, I mean, because a lot of the time, they sure don't. They, yeah, yeah, they put him under a lot of pressure real fast, and he never reacts well to that. 
Yeah, I don't know if it's it might be something with the coaching staff or anything anything like that, but like I don't know, Washington might have a really good defense or something, but like the, what I saw was like they just they kept letting people just through. It was like a revolving door. Like that's that's their main concern right now, I think, and I hope that right. if Eli they get a high draft takes pick, the snap to like yeah. run. He almost takes it to like scramble a little bit. He's not even settled in the pocket. But it's definitely, yeah. it's definitely on him as well. I just, I don't know. The whole team is just weird. Yeah. It should be good, but it's not. Uh, lastly, before we go to our first break, I wanted to bring something up because I know this was a guy that, Ron, you were actually big on him at the beginning of the year. Ryan mm-hmm. Fitzpatrick is back. Uh. He's back as the starter for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because Jameis Winston, he just stinks. My goodness, is he bad. He did look. Oh bad. my god! Yeah. Oh my god! He, uh, I thought I thought Blake Bartles looked bad. Winston made him look like an all star. Yeah, it was not pretty for him. Like, I don't know, man. I guess it's good that Fitz Magic is back because, like, maybe he can like carry the team or something. But like, I don't Ron know. I feel like it's just the, James Winston. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm dude. I am like the biggest proponent of James Winston, but the last couple of weeks, man, I don't <laughs> like, know. Bring he's him just, to Buffalo. He's please. falling off. Uh, I, I, I really. They could use him. I don't. I. I would love it if that happened, but like, man, if you play like that, like every week, then man, you're gonna be our starter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I will. I will. Oh my god, yeah. uh, Kyle, I will say this. I I am actually a huge fan of Ryan Fitzpatrick, mainly for two reasons. Number one, my mom went to Harvard, and he is a Harvard graduate. Number two, he looks like a ten year old, ten years older version of our own Kyle Hersey. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a fair I had assessment. Somebody tell me that I should uh, be him for Halloween. <laughs> oh, you absolutely should, you should get a, get a Buccaneers helmet and just walk around, just start yelling, and you got a gold chain on. Oh, dude, not no, yeah. no, 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 no. You don't even you don't even mess it up with the helmet. You just wear that open shirt and, like you said, the gold chain, and that's all you got to do. And the oh, and yeah, the av- yes, aviator glasses, game. those yeah. aviators, those ridiculous yeah, dude, aviators. I, just go back and look at our cover art. It's yeah, it's right there. Oh my it's a great goodness. costume idea. Oh, that's too funny. Freaking, freaking spectacular. Yeah, you know what? Speaking of the Bucks, though, another team. Like if they can figure out with quarterback, they have a lot of talent. You know, on, on offense, yeah. good receivers, good running backs. You know, same thing. If they, if they can get their quarterback solid or whatever it takes, I don't know if it's play calling or what, but they should be a little bit better than what uh, three and five or whatever they are. Mm-hmm. They yeah. should be in, in a much better position. Absolutely, three and four. Um, but actually, sorry, before, before we take the break, I can't believe we didn't talk about this game. Viking Saints. Oh, yeah. that was a great one. Oh my God. Saints controlled it though. And, and what's crazy to me is Breeze didn't even have to throw his arm off. No. It, it was Camara. It was, uh, Ben Watson. And then this guy Taysom Hill that they keep bringing in. The guy is, uh, he's a, is a crazy good athlete. Yeah. How about their offensive plays? They're, they're getting kind of funky on offense there. It's very unpredictable because they have so many different guys they can involve in the offense that it's throwing these defenses off. Because Minnesota, they didn't know what the hell to do. Mm-hmm. Who is? I it? didn't actually um, get to see the game. So, who is their third string quarterback? Uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Bridgewater. So the, it, it was a play with three quarterbacks in on, on one play. They were in the red zone. It was kind of weird. Bridgewater, Hill, and Breeze were in. It was funny. And actually, before we go to the break, Ron, I actually read a thing that actually the Bills have contacted the Saints in regards to Teddy Bridgewater's availability. Dude, go off, King. I I want it. Let's do it. 
I'd, I'd much rather take Teddy Bridgewater than literally anybody that we have on the roster right now at the quarterback position. They, they got to like, do at the trade line deadline. They have to do something because right now, dude, yeah, what, what make the, a package deal that they have like, a 38 year old guy as their starter and then a guy who shouldn't even be in the NFL should be bagging groceries. I, I think he has a good I think he has great prospects in the CFL. Um, but he, he does not even know in the in the arena football league, maybe not in the CFL. Hey, hey, you know what? I think he's got great prospects as a water boy in the CFL. Oh, um, okay. okay. <laughs> as long as he's not um, a quarterback. Yeah. Um, no, I would totally, I would be willing to take Teddy Bridgewater. I'm sure it would be disastrous, but can it really be worse than what we have right now? I don't think so. <laughs> the, the only way up for the, uh, the, the only way to go for the bills right now is up. And that's all you yeah. can do. I mean, look, I'll even take if they want to package Derek Anderson and Nathan Peterman and send him over to New Orleans, like and just get Teddy Bridgewater and we only have one quarterback who has a history of like really bad knee problems, I'll take it. I don't care. We could find a backup off the streets. It would be fine. <laughs> Seriously. Uh. So we're gonna take our first break. When we come back, we're gonna preview uh week number nine and we're gonna actually make our game picks. And I actually wanted to see if we could make uh, some predictions uh, for who's going to make the playoffs. And then we will finish out the show with the Fantasy Football Corner. So stay tuned. we got a lot more to come. Hey, listener. Dutch here from Voice from the Underground, the podcast. My co-host and I want to invite you to check out our little corner of the podcast verse. At Voice from the Underground, we talk about all the crazy happening around us and try to make a little bit of sense out of the nonsense with little to no results. If the idea of hearing three semi-intelligent, outspoken nerds talk about politics, social issues, current events, sports, movies, pretty much anything that we decide to talk about because, well, it's our show, appeals to you, grab your shovel and come on down to the underground and then consult a qualified psychotherapist. Find us wherever you get your podcasts, just not where you buy your weed. Voice from the Underground. And welcome back from our first break. Uh, we're going to dive right into uh, talking about week number nine. Uh, we got a couple of uh, good games this week. I was looking over the the list of games that we have for this upcoming weekend, and they they got some good ones. I'm actually looking forward to this weekend. Should be should be a fun one. Um, the first game we got up is the Falcons at the Redskins. Um, who do you guys like in this game? Um, I got to go with Washington. Just based on their consistency, I don't think Atlanta's there yet. So I'm going with Washington. Yeah, don't look now as if they're like what five and two or five and three. I didn't know the Redskins yeah. were going to be good. I didn't think anyone in the NFC East, other than Philly, would be good. Um, I don't know. I have a hard time picking them anyway. I'm going to go Atlanta. I just I, I think Washington's good at being inconsistent. So I'm taking Atlanta. Hmm. Uh, I'm actually also going to go with the Redskins as uh, Josh Norman has always given Julio Jones trouble. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to go with the Redskins at home. Um, next game we got up, we got a division matchup between the Detroit Lions and the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, uh, Kyle, who do you like in this game? Minnesota. Um, man, I think they're starting to, starting to put it together. I know that it's lost this past week, but um, I like them a lot. And, man, their offense looks good i'm taking minnesota what's detroit's record right now uh let me pull that up for you uh detroit is three and four minnesota is four and three okay 
So I'm going to go with Minnesota as well, not just because they have a winning record, but also because they're at home. Um, I think that Detroit is a little bit kind of middle of the pack, kind of like they have been for a few years now. Um, I don't know what they have to do to really change that around, but I think that it's probably not going to all start clicking this week. So I'm going to go with Minnesota as well. Yeah, I got to go with Minnesota. Uh, The way the Lions kind of got tossed around by Seattle, and that was at home too. Um, Yeah. I think Minnesota's offense is too potent with guys like Thielen, who I think they said had had another game with over 100 yards receiving, and then Diggs kind of went off also. I think it's just too many weapons, uh, and Vikings got a pretty solid D, and they're going to be at home, so got to go with the Vikings. Um, Next game, I'm actually really excited for this game. Uh, and this is actually my game of the week. Uh, I'm actually going with the Steelers at the Ravens, and only because it's a division matchup. And anytime this game is on TV, you're glued because it is so physical. It is going to be back and forth. It's going to be a lot of chippiness. It's going to be a lot of uh, hands getting thrown, a lot of pelties. And I expect the Steelers to walk into Baltimore and beat the Ravens. What do you guys think of this game? Um, I think I'm going to go with, uh, with Baltimore here. I think they're going to want to rebound after that loss last week. And, um, I don't know. I just feel like you're right. It is going to be a very chippy game. I think it's going to be very close because these two teams are finding their stride right now and they're, you know, really performing well. So I think it's going to be a really close game, but I'm going to go with Baltimore. Yeah. I'm torn here. These division rival games are great. Um, and yeah, it should be. It should be a pretty intense game. Um, ah, geez, you really can't go wrong. I do think Pittsburgh has the upper hand. I like their offense much more than I like Baltimore's offense. Um, so even though they're away, I'm going to take Pittsburgh. Um, the next game we got up, um, and this is, again, no offense to Cleveland, but this is going to be a massacre. This is going to get ugly really quick, but it's the Kansas City Chiefs at the Cleveland Browns. If you don't pick Kansas City in this game, there's something seriously wrong because Kansas City is going to walk into Cleveland. I don't know. And demolish Cleveland. This is not going to be close. Cleveland has nothing to lose. You're right. Except and they're going to lose. <laughs> they're going to lose this game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah Kansas I feel City. like. Uh, yeah, I I agree. I think the Kansas City is going to win. Have I we don't seen know. a fifty point game yet? I I don't remember. We're about to. Probably will tonight. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, but I I. I don't know that it's going to be like a complete and total blowout. I feel like because Cleveland is one of those, you know, teams that isn't that hasn't been performing very well, that maybe they'll bring it this game. But I still yeah, don't think they okay, win. It. But... Yeah, I think that you know Kansas City maybe comes in and maybe like you know under like doesn't think too highly of them and everything like that, and then maybe it costs them a little bit. But I don't think it costs them the game. All right, uh, next game we got up uh, is probably one that. Uh... Tom and Austin are going to enjoy watching is the New York Jets at the Miami Dolphins. Uh, who do you guys like in this game? Uh, that's a tough one. It's kind of like the uh, Ravens and the Steelers, except for that the teams aren't really that great. Um, I lower tier. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, my team is worse, but uh, I acknowledge that openly. Um, I think I've got to go with Miami on this one simply because they're the home team. Um, no other reason, really. Yeah, I'm taking the Jets, actually. Um, I don't have much trust in them, that's for sure, but Miami's lost four in a row now. Um, I think the Jets' defense is a little bit better. They seem to show up every so often. 
Um, I'm taking the Jets. Uh, I'm going to be taking the Miami Dolphins, mainly because the Jets are actually very banged up. And I actually read something that Quincy Nunwa might be his career might be over. He had a uh, a neck injury that may actually prohibit him from even playing football again. That's sad. Uh, which is sad. You're right. That's he's a bad. he's a really young guy, really talented receiver, and with them having not a lot of options to throw to, running game is banged up. I um I, I can't see Miami losing this game, so I'm gonna go with the Miami Dolphins as well. Uh, next game up, we got the Chicago Bears. At Ron's Buffalo Bills. Um, do we have to pick this game? Because it's pretty obvious what's going to happen. Yeah, the Bills are going <laughs> to win it, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. No, uh, Chicago is going to win, and they're going to run away with it. Unless they run trick plays like this, apparently. I mean, it might work out for them, but I don't think they're going to. So I'm going to go with Chicago. Yeah, I'm taking Chicago. I'm also looking for a bounce-back performance out of the defense I have this Chicago defense here, and they've been a little bit quiet the past few weeks, so I'm looking for them to turn it around. Let's hope for a, a good DA four turnover kind of game. Yeah, I'm I'm, yeah. I'm going with the Bears. Um, they're going to bounce back this week um, on defense, and I think uh, it might be a case of where is Nathan Peterman? <laughs> um, uh, hopefully on another team. I hope so. <laughs> In the CFL. Um, yeah. The next game we got up, we got another division game between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Carolina Panthers. This is the good time of year. It gets juicy right now. There's so many good division games. I love Kyle, this. Mm-hmm. Kyle, I'm going yeah. right to you. Who, who do you like in this game? Uh, I, I got to go with my lovers. I got to go with Carolina. They're 5-2. and two. They're looking like possibly maybe top five, top seven team in the league. I don't know. It depends on the week. But um, I like him at home. Uh, I do think the Bucs will give him very good run it'll probably be tight uh but i'm taking carolina yeah i gotta agree and i think this is gonna be my game of the week just because i don't know it seems like it's gonna be a good matchup um yeah i'm going with carolina too i don't know Fitzmagic magic is only can only do so much yeah I, I gotta go with carolina also they're just looking too good on offense uh keekly is leading that defense to just uh an amazing level and I, I I don't see Carolina losing this game. Yeah, got... and Tampa's D is, is not very good. I don't think they can contain Cam very well. No, you're absolutely right. Because Cam is a dual threat, and it's pretty fun to watch. Yeah. Um, next game we got up, uh, we got a good set of 4 o'clock games this upcoming week. We got the Chargers at the Seahawks. So you got a surging Chargers team coming off a bye and a Seahawks team that just put up 28 with Russell Wilson throwing three touchdowns. Yeah. Um, and they're now they're going back home. So what do you guys think? It's a weird matchup. Yeah. Um, I think that with this one, I got to go with the Chargers. I just feel like they've been way more consistent. Um, Seattle is getting better as time goes on, it seems like. But I think that the Chargers are just, they are the real deal right now. So I'm going to go with them. Yeah, it's been a little bit since they've been really uh, relevant, the Chargers. And I mean, mm-hmm. geez, they're five and two. They, I think they are. You know, um, Seattle kind of lost their edge on defense. It'll be tough. It'll be tough playing in Seattle. It'll be loud. Um, but I believe in uh, the Chargers' offense a lot more, and, and Melvin Gordon. So I'm going with the Chargers. Yeah. Um, after seeing what Seattle did the, uh, this past week on both offense and defense, I, I, I'm picking Seattle. Uh, I think Seattle at home. I think they're going to find a way to ground melvin gordon uh and i think they're going to find a way to win i, I think the uh, seahawks come out on this one 
Um, Ooh. A little spicy pick, I know, I know. Uh, the yeah, next one. A little spicy. A little spicy caliente. But I mean, you can't go wrong taking Seattle at home in November. Come on. Yeah. That's true. It's going to be cold, probably bad weather. A lot of turnovers, a lot of fumbles. Um, next game we got up, we got the Houston Texans at the Denver Broncos. Um, back a couple weeks ago, I would have picked Denver, no doubt, hands down. But after Deshaun mm-hmm. Watson threw five touchdown passes this past week, granted it wasn't it was against a Miami squad that their defense is not the same as Denver, and Denver is a hard place to play. But man, this is going to be a decent game if Houston yeah, plays the, the way back. they're playing. Yeah, yeah, they're looking all right. But they lost yeah, I... Will Fuller for the year though to a torn ACL, hmm. which is tough. So I think Philip Lindsay is going to be too much for that defense. I think. Broncos win in a tight one. What do you guys think? I'm yeah, Houston. yeah, I have to agree. I don't know. I I think that. I mean, it's going to be a really tight game. I think that's going to be probably the closest game this week is between Denver and Houston. Um, but I think I got to go with Houston as well, which is uh, you know unfortunate for the home crowd. But I think that's the way it's going to play out. Yeah, I like their defense. Uh, they're they're really strong in defense, and their offense is clicking. I think Watson's finally feeling comfortable now. I'm going Houston for sure. And uh, these next two games, um, I was originally going to play pick for game of the week, but uh, I picked the Saints last week. I didn't want to pick them again this week. Uh, and it's oh, the Rams against the New Orleans Saints in New Orleans. Oh. This is going to be oh. an awesome, awesome game. This is, uh, Even though it's not my game of the week, I think this will be the best game on TV this week, no doubt about it. Yeah, talk about oh, Clash of the Titans. Game. Yeah. I want them to meet in the um, playoffs for sure. Yeah. If this is good, the NFC championship point. game, I would have a uh, childlike reaction of, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I would not complain at all if this was, in fact, the NFC title game. Um, I think that in this game, though, I got to go with the Rams. They, they're just red hot right now. I know that New Orleans is playing well, but, I mean, I think they're the only undefeated team left in the league. Am, am I right? Yes, they are. Like, oh yeah, for sure. I know. I know that they're due for a loss. Yeah, I know that they're due for a loss and everything. Uh, but I don't think it comes this week. I think that they hold off New Orleans. I think again, it's going to be a close game, but I think the Rams pull it out. What do you think, Kyle? Man, you know, neither one of these defenses are that good. You know, the Rams seem to do pretty well every so often, but it's going to be back and forth. Uh, I don't think the Rams will have an answer for Breeze. Uh, Thomas and Kamara and Ingram. Um, but then again, I don't think New Orleans will have an answer for uh, Todd Gurley and company. Um, I think the Rams will outlast them. Or or maybe I should say that I don't think the Saints can keep up. So I'm taking the Rams. Mm-hmm. I, I am curious. I want you guys to answer over or under 72 points for this game. Oh, gosh. Um, I'm going to go Which is under. pretty steep. That, you know, that that's... Yeah. That's way above what the actual over and under is, but I would not be surprised if they score 75. Oh, well, yeah, because that's going to be like 40 to 35 or something like that. Like, I don't know. I think it's going to be under, but I also think this is going to be a shootout. So, I hope it's a shootout, right? <laughs> I know I like yeah. saying that. I, I yeah. will say this. You know, Breeze led them to a win this past week, uh, actually last night, and he didn't really throw the ball that much, yet their team put up a ton of points, and that was a testament to the Saints' defense. And I'm going with the upset. Saints at home. They're going to hand the Rams their first loss. Ooh. 
Yeah. I mean, you say upset, but I don't think that would even be that big of an upset. The Saints are really good. Sorry, go ahead. They are. They are really good. But if I'm picking a quarterback to lead my team to play against a team like New England or Green Bay or, in this case, the Rams, I'm picking Drew Brees. He is Mr. Consistent. He rarely makes mistakes, and when he does, obviously he learns from him and comes back, he's able to lead the team to a win. Rams That's true. are a great team, good. but I feel like the Saints' run defense can contain Gurley enough that the Saints can win this game because the Rams' secondary can be exploited, as you saw this past weekend against Green Bay. So, in short, I think the Saints win at home. I think it's a field goal that decides this game. All right. Um, then we got the Sunday night matchup right after what's going to be a barn burner of a game in New Orleans. You got the Green Bay Packers at the New England Patriots. Man, what a tough sled Jeez. for the Packers <laughs> in these two weeks. First, you play, go to L.A. and play the Rams. Then you got to go all the way across to the East Coast to New England to play Tom Brady and the Pats. Yeah, and again, they probably should have had a – uh, a chance to win against the Rams if it wasn't for that late mistake. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. This will be my game of the week. I think this will be awesome. Uh, no matter what, anytime Brady and Rodgers face off, that is uh, something to see and not something other generations get a chance to enjoy. Yeah. I am going New England, unfortunately. Yep, got to agree. I think that New England pulls it out as well. I mean, they're going to be at home. And like you said, Green Bay's had some trouble lately, so... I don't know. Rodgers is probably going to come back and say, you know, everybody just relax. Um, but Let's go Green Bay. I don't know. I don't know. I think that uh, New England is going to pull it out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I, I think the Pats will be able to go uh, t- go home and take care of business. Um, I just think that travel all the way across from the West Coast to the East Coast is going to po- uh, pose oh, some tough. trouble for the Pack. It's it's tough. That's yeah. a, that's a tough tough. Uh, road for them to be able to have to go from one coast to the other and then i think they go back to green bay so that's a lot of traveling that they do in two and a half weeks um yeah yeah so i I gotta go with uh the pats on this one it'll be close but i think the pats will win this game um we got two games left we got the monday night game when we're going to be recording next week uh it's the tennessee titans at the dallas cowboys um incidentally if you want to go to an nfl game this is going to be the cheapest game that you can go to. How much do you guys think tickets are going for? $12. Lower. Wow. Yep. I got to go. I have to go to one of these games. Mm-hmm. That's such a deal. Yeah. How much? Give, give me another guess. Wait, do you get a $5 credit to Sam's Club if you buy a ticket? I don't know. I didn't hear that. Is that the cost? $9. No, lower. What? No. Yeah. Free. $5. It's yeah, free. that's actually what it is. It's five dollars. Oh come on! There are nine thousand six hundred and thirty-eight tickets, and it says as low as five dollars. That's just a case of um, Jerry Jones is being like, "I want people to come to my stadium, buy yeah, my tickets." I want the seats to look full. Yeah. Um, in this case, though, that this is, is sick. the this is the Ezekiel Elliott and Amari Cooper coming out party. I think they route Tennessee in this game. Yeah, I agree. Ezekiel. He's been looking good though. Yeah, he's been pretty good all year. I, I'm taking I'm taking the uh, Dallas as well, and I agree. I think Ezekiel will have a good game. Um, I don't know. I think uh, Cooper scores a touchdown this week too. I, I a little welcome to Dallas. Yeah, oh, I, yeah, I think I think him coming over on the bye week was perfect for him. It gave him like that extra week and a half or so 
to study the playbook and really, you know, get acclimated with the offense and then build uh, as much of a rapport as he could with Dak Prescott. And I think that's going to pay dividends for them. Um, So, yeah. And then our last game is actually the Thursday night game for week 10. And that is Kyle's boys, the Carolina Panthers at the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think this is one of the first Thursday night football games that I've been actually excited about since the Packers and Vikings in, I think, week four or five. Uh, yeah. What do you guys think for this game? This is going to be a good one. Rams-Vikings, right? Is that what you're talking about? The Panthers and Steelers uh, next Thursday night, the Thursday night game in week 10. No, I know. You said since the last game you were excited about. I think that was Rams-Vikings, wasn't it? Oh, it was the Rams and the Vikings. That's right. I, don't know. I knew the Vikings were involved. I anyway, just couldn't who remember is it? who they played. Pittsburgh Panther- and who? Pittsburgh and the Panthers. Oh, shiz. Carolina, baby. I, wanna, I gotta roll with them. Um, yeah, I, I they're they're actually pretty pretty evenly matched, and both quarterbacks extend plays. Both quarterbacks have good weapons. Both defenses are middle of the pack, maybe a little bit above. Uh, but I'm gonna go Carolina. Yep, I have to agree. I think Carolina wins as well. I think it's a really hard fought game. Um, but I think Carolina takes it home. Yeah, I gotta go yeah. with Carolina too. I think I think. The Steelers are a great offense, don't get me wrong, but they can't stop Cam Newton. They can't stop McCaffrey. They can't stop Greg Olson. And they can't stop Honey Bunches of Funches over there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I just think this, I think Carolina goes into Pittsburgh and they steal their lunch money. I I think this is I think this is a Carolina <laughs> win by two touchdowns. Wow. That's a bold prediction. I know. I'm a bold kind of guy there, Ron. <laughs> yeah, obviously. <laughs> um, so we are going to take our last break, and when we come back, we're going to have our fantasy football corner. Uh, stay tuned. We got some fun stuff coming up. You don't listen to the heavyweight jumps? Well, they're only the greatest podcast that wrestles with pop culture. You don't believe us? Well, listen to some of their fans. And for those of you that don't speak cricket, here's our translator, Mr. Harlan T. Bobo. It's like cotton candy in my ears right now, man. (laughs) The Heavyweight Chumps. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. Every Monday and Thursday, same fat time, same Same fat fat channel. Welcome back, everybody. From our last break, we got some fun stuff going on now. We're we're talking some fantasy football in our episode 16, Fantasy Football Corner. Maybe insert some music there, Ron? Maybe? Hmm? Yeah. Um, yeah, I could try. Yeah, yeah, I'll figure something out. Maybe? It's the Fantasy Football Corner with Dan, Ron, and Kyle. Who should you start? Who should you sit? Why do people play this comparatively boring version of Dungeons and Dragons? Find out in the Fantasy Football Corner. First off, I wanted to go over our starts and sits for last week. Oh boy, this um, is my favorite part when we recap the uh, mistakes I made. Well, well, you know, Kyle, I made some mistakes too. Especially with my start, Juju Smith-Schuster. If any of our listeners out there took my advice, I'm sorry. 
Uh, he only got 5.3 points. Uh, four receptions for 33 yards. That is not what I expected. I don't think that's what anybody expected. But but then on the flip side, if you took my sit advice, I am also sorry. Uh, second time. Because <laughs> Aaron Jones went for 86 yards and a touchdown. Because I sat him Jeez. in almost every league I, I had him in. And I'm kicking myself in a lot of a lot of them. But that's besides the point. Um, Kyle, your start for week eight was T.Y. Hilton. And he had five targets. He got one ball for 34 yards. <laughs> he, 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 had, he had four points. Oh, man. Um, I mean, I guess at least in the PPR league, you get five. <laughs> speaking of PPR... Uh, Russell Wilson was his sit. Uh, went for 248 yards, which it's not great, but it's not terrible. But had three touchdowns on top of that. 23.4 points for Russell Wilson this past week. Wow. First of all, if you had him or Deshaun Watson, then it was a bad play, okay? This is this is, <laughs> this is very true. Because you also had mentioned Carson Wentz as, as, a, as a sit. And he had a pretty decent game, Ooh. too. Carson eh, <laughs> Carson First of Wentz. All, I didn't know Jacksonville, those dummies, were going to get detained in, in Europe. Okay, so I didn't account for that. <laughs> well, well, that's what happens when they get into a bar fight and then try to leave that said bar and then without paying their bar tab. So guys, that's what you yeah, get. Did you hear about the bill? No, uh, it was like 50,000 like, euro. What? Yeah, yeah, it was some crazy pounds. amount of alcohol. No wonder they yeah. played like garbage. That's insane. Anyway, well, actually, no. I mean, talk about my start. Your your start was T. Y. Hilton. Oh, I thought that was one reception for thirty four yards. Yeah, right. Gotcha. Um, Moving along. Ron Ron start this week's episode. Kyle has poo brain. (laughs) 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 Oh God! (laughs) Round two of Kyle has poo brain. (laughs) Um, Matt Breda was Ron's start for the week. and this Stupid. is actually uh, no fault of Ron. Um, you know, he did have 16 rushes for 42 yards, but he also got hurt in the third quarter. Yeah, I didn't say he'd stay healthy. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, Ron's sit of the week was the Bills defense, who actually are doing pretty well right now. They've only um, given up three points to the New England Patriots, and they're in the second quarter. Oh, Ooh. and right as you say that, there's a big, there's a big pass play. Never mind. Um, yeah, I was going to say, give it time. <laughs> just, just give it a second. Let it marinate. Yep. Just hold on. Hold on. <laughs> um, so, Kyle, I know you're always excited to talk fantasy football, so I'm going to start with you. Who's your start for the week? This makes me look stupid. I'm I'm so excited to do the one part that I'm bad at. Um, yeah, oh boy, here we go. Here's my next chance. Um, so, let's see. You said my, first, my start or my sit? Your start. Maybe I should flip these around based on my history uh so my start this week is going to be dj moore of the carolina panthers going against the buccaneers um he's been trending up a little bit the past few weeks he's been starting to get a few more balls he had in a ppr somewhere near just under 15 this past week he's getting way more involved um if you're looking for someone to start probably in your flex i think that's a great play um i think he gets in the end zone finally this week is a very Viable flex, you know, receiver two maybe. And who was your sit for the week? All right, in my sit, this is a tough one. Kind of sending some bad vibes to 
my fiance here because she has him on his team on her team. Um, but Philip Lindsay, I think, is my sit this week. He's been looking really good for the Broncos. Um, he doesn't seem to blow up at all, but he before you know it, he has 14 to 20 points a game. Um, but against Houston, I think they might get out to a lead, and Denver might abandon the run a little bit. Although he is a pass catching back too. Um, I see him being being stuffed a little bit um, this weekend. Uh, I think Houston's looking pretty strong. So I think if you if you're if you're kind of heavy at running back and you have some options, I say this is the week you roll the dice and avoid Lindsey. You know what? I actually don't mind that. The Texans are actually pretty good against the run, especially when you got a front like J.J. Watt and um, Jadavion Clowney up front. Yeah, it's a uh, risk. So I don't. I, it is a risk. It depends on the game. But goes. I don't. I, uh, yeah, it's all about game flow. If the Broncos are up big, twenty-three-three, say for example, they're not going to be yeah. running it a lot. They're gonna. Well, actually, they probably will be running a lot just to try to kill some clock. But who knows how much how they're going to do against the Texans front front four. Um, Ron, over to you, my friend. Who do you, who are your starts and sits for this week? So originally, I was going to go with Sterling Shepard, but then I realized the Giants are off this week. Um, minor minor detail. Go, <laughs> yeah. Then I was going to go with Randall Cobb, and I remembered that conversation we had off mic, where well off the air, where uh, you know Kyle said, "Oh, we should go for some uh, less obvious picks." So um, go for less obvious. This week, Ron, I'm so going to go be wrong like me. Yeah, yeah, Come I on. know. <laughs> I want to look like a dummy. I want to look like a dummy, um, so I'm going to say start Doug Martin. For oh, Oakland. that's nice. That's um, a good one. Yeah, going up against San Francisco, and uh, he's getting on in his age, so who knows? Maybe he'll have a good game. Maybe he won't. Who knows? Um, my sit, um, if you're playing in a team league and where you pick team quarterbacks, I'm going with Tampa Bay's quarterback. Um, that could be either Ryan Fitzpatrick or Jameis Winston. Whoever they're playing, it sounds like they're going to start Ryan Fitzpatrick, but... Uh, I don't know that it's going to stay that way, um, but yeah, I would sit him. I actually really like that. I, I mean, I think um, the Bucks are going to have a tough time moving the ball against Carolina, and I don't be surprised if Fitzpatrick has a tough time against that Bucks uh, against sorry against the Panthers defense because uh, they could they could be hard to move the ball on, and when you don't really have a stellar running back, they become very predictable. So don't be surprised if they try to throw it a ton and end up causing a lot of turnovers. So I like that. Yep. Uh, yeah. Thanks for the notes for me. <laughs> Appreciate you it. it. Saves are, me all the thinking. You are welcome. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. All the thinking. Oh. Yeah. Uh, of course. Uh, so my start for the week is uh, I would say it's an obvious one, and he's by no means a top ten wide receiver right right now, but I think he will be after this week, and that's Sammy Watkins. Uh, Going up against a absolutely porous Browns secondary, Watkins has actually been targeted 16 times and had 12 catches for 181 yards and two touchdowns in two, in the last two weeks. With Tyreek Hill banged up, don't be surprised if Watkins goes off again because this yeah. this could be a big coming out party for him. Uh, yeah, for and my keep an sit- eye on Hill's oh. status, right? Because if Hill doesn't yeah. play, that's that's going to bode even better for him. Absolutely. I haven't heard anything yeah, on it, Hill at all, so I don't even know. Yeah, so they might be keeping that under wraps for a little while to see how he d- progresses over the week. Um, but uh, my sit for the week, uh, and I, <laughs> it's funny that uh, we have two sits from the 49ers and Raiders games, but I'm actually going to, with the same team that Rom went with, Jordy Nelson. 
of the Oakland Raiders. And the reason why mm-hmm. is, you know, he he did have three straight weeks where he scored a touchdown, and he had 20 targets in those three weeks. He has had seven targets in the last two weeks, three catches for 20 yards, and no touchdowns. Yeah, there's no offense there. Wow. They just can't move the ball. And they seem to be going everywhere else except Jordy's direction, which is a crime because Jordy Nelson is a great receiver. Yeah. But yeah. they seem to be going a lot to Jared Cook, seem to be going a lot to Doug Martin. They seem to go be going a lot to Jalen Richard. And I expect that to continue. And don't be surprised if he doesn't end up with a catch. He's going to have Richard Sherman blanketed all over him. So that might be yeah. a tough time for him on Thursday night. Um, so, yeah, those are our starts and our sits for week number nine. Um, Kyle. You got any scenarios for us for this week? Yes, you know I love this. Let me ask you guys a few, um, a few receiver questions. Uh, maybe two receiver, and I have I have also two running back ones. Uh, I'm just going to go with a either or kind of scenario. You give me your pick of who you think is more likely to uh, you know outdo the other one. Um, kind of assuming maybe you have both, or you know maybe you're looking to make a trade. I'm not sure. Um, but starting in New England, actually, is it uh, Josh Gordon? Um, or is it Edelman this week against the Packers in Sunday night primetime? Which one has the better game? Edelman. Oh, and really? We can include yeah. this as a PPR, which I think does favor Edelman. Yeah. yeah. Um, Edelman gets targeted way more than Gordon does. And if Brady is running out of time and needs to get rid of the ball, he's looking towards Edelman because he's, he's the guy who's Mr. Consistent, catches the ball a ton. Uh, yeah, I, I got to go Edelman between those two. I think that's fair, but I would go with Josh Gordon just because I feel like it's the unexpected option. Um, I feel like Edelman probably gets a lot of coverage, and I think that Gordon is a much is a I was going to say much more dynamic player, but I don't think that's true. Um, I think that Gordon is just really underrated right now. I feel like because he had to sit out all those games that you know people don't think too highly of him, but I think that he's gonna you know he's gonna come out this next week and. Uh, I think he's going to have a great yeah, game. He's trending so up. Gordon. They're, they're both ranked about yeah. the same uh, going into this coming week. So I'm really curious about that. Um, and my next yeah. receiver one I want to ask you guys on is um, Kenny Galladay against the Vikings. Um, he's had some good games. He just had a very quiet game, though. Uh, him or also kind of the same scenario, Calvin Ridley against the Redskins. A few big games and he's had a few quiet games. Which one of those two do you start? Galladay at Minnesota? Ridley at Washington. Uh, you go ahead on this one, Ron. I'll let you go first on this one. Um, I'll be honest. I don't know that much about Kenny Galladay. Um, I don't know like if he's legit or anything like that. For all I know, he's the greatest receiver out there right now. But <laughs> um, I know I've heard Calvin Ridley's name come up a lot, and I feel like he's you know kind of a proven player. So I'm going to go with Ridley. Um, but that's only because I don't know that much about Galladay. Well. I'm actually going to be going, actually, before I tell you my choice, uh, with the rumblings that Golden Tate might get traded at the trade deadline tomorrow, uh, being Who? October wow. 30th, Gold, Golden Tate Golden Tate is on the trading block right now wow. in, in Detroit. Wow. Um, Kenny Galladay so has Buffalo, been getting- go out there, Buffalo, go out there and get Teddy Bridgewater and Golden Tate. There you go. <laughs> um, Anybody. And, there, and, and you know, again, before I make my big speaking of the trade deadline, Demarius Thomas is also on the trade block for Denver. 
Wow. Yeah, so that. imagine that, Ron, in Buffalo. Teddy Bridgewater, Golden Tate, Demarius Thomas. Here comes Buffalo. <laughs> yeah, I don't trust them to make that many trades, especially good trades. Well, with the record <laughs> the way, where it is, if they give up a couple first-round picks, don't be surprised if they could uh, end up building their team back up, but I, I doubt they do that. Um, yeah, honestly, I think I'd rather have the picks, too. Uh, but with that being said, uh, Ridley just hasn't really shown me much. But I think this could be the week he turns it around. I'm actually going to pick Calvin Ridley, and that's because Julio is going to get blanketed by Josh Norman, who has played fantastic this season. And I think Ridley is going to be a guy that Ryan's going to look towards. And their run D is not going to be able to – sorry, their run offense is not going to be able to do much. So they're going to have to throw the ball. So don't be surprised if Ridley has a good game. Mm-hmm. I like them both, though. I, I still think they're both going to do well. Yeah, Atlanta's. I cannot believe Ridley. He's looked really well, really good. He's had a few quiet games here, but uh, if geez, if they actually got winning, he'd be he'd be a hands down fantasy starter. Yeah. So what are some other scenarios you got for us, Kyle? Okay, I had an interesting one. This is really just kind of uh, which one's kind of ranked higher because I, I doubt you would have these options in your flex. Uh, this is a receiver and a running back. Uh, if you do, your team's loaded. But um, Devontae Adams against the Patriots, who's ranked around, I think, number 10 this week, and very rightfully so, he scores a lot. Or Tariq Cohen uh, on the Bears against the Bills, uh, ranked 17th. Which one, um, you know, outdoes the other? I, I doubt I doubt you'd have to put him in your flex. He's probably one, they're probably one of your starters, but I'm just curious what you guys think. All day, Devontae Adams. Really? All day. Even with the oh, way New England knows long. how to shut down certain players. All day, Devontae Adams. It's it's not going to matter. Green Bay has so many different weapons that they can beat you with, with Aaron Jones, with Randall Cobb, Marquise, Marquez yeah. uh, Valdez-Sturing, with Jimmy Graham. And then, again, you got a guy like Devontae Adams, who is a dynamic receiver. Not to mention, Pat's secondary, very short. Devontae Adams is a relatively tall guy, and I think he's still going to be able to come up with a lot of great catches. And I think he's going to have a double-digit fantasy day. So uh, I'm going to go with Devontae Adams. Okay, I think that's a pretty solid pick. I'm still going to go in the opposite direction and say Cohen because he's playing against the Bills. So there you go. That's my whole reason. I don't have any more analytical stuff other than that. They're playing against the Bills, and therefore they're going to do really well. And uh, so, uh, and you got one more for us, Kyle? Yeah, let me give you guys one more. Um, So this one is... Uh, for Washington, it's going to be more of a probably a running back or a flex question. Uh, Chris Thompson for Washington um, against Atlanta, assuming he's kind of healthy. He's he seems to go back and forth, being um, banged up. Um, so either him or Peyton Barber for the Bucks against uh, the Panthers. If I'm being honest, and this is to our listeners out there, I don't like either of these plays this week. Uh, mm-hmm. But if I had to choose one, unfortunately between those two. I'd have to go with Peyton Barber. I think he's going to get more touches. Thompson's just too hurt, and Adrian Peterson's just playing too good for him to be taken off the field. Is Thompson fully uh, healthy right now? Not really. Okay. I mean, he's still kind of like wondering. coming back. He's. I think he had like busted ribs. He had like a like a pulled groin, and then something with his ankle. Like he had like three or four different injuries, and going up against the Falcons, I I don't see a scenario where. The Redskins just don't feed AP the ball. Just feed it to him. He's just going to just run it down Falcons, the Falcons' throat. Yeah. 
Um, I just I I like Peyton Barber. I think he's. Uh, he's had they a few had good said games. two weeks ago. They well, they said two weeks ago. I had him as a start a couple weeks ago, and he didn't do Jack Diddley. And then this past week, all next thing you know, the head coach of Tampa is like, "Hey, he's our starter." I'm like, "Hey, thanks." Yeah. Where was that two weeks ago? You jack wagon. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I got to go with Barber. Yeah, I have to agree. I think that Barber has a much higher potential for uh, for scoring more points. Um, as Dan said, with um, with Adrian Peterson doing so well right now, I just don't see them, you know, straying too far from him. Um, so I'm also going to go with Barber. Yeah, I've, right. been, I've been teetering I- on Barber this year. Yeah, I had him on my team at one point. Then I dropped him. I had him. I dropped him. Like, I don't know what to do with him. Um, yeah. But I got a couple scenarios for you, and they're actually both uh, quarterback questions because we haven't had one of those yet in this fantasy football corner before we close out the show. Mm-hmm. If you had to start one of these quarterbacks between Philip Rivers and Russell Wilson, who do you play? Oh, God, that's a tough choice. Uh, Wilson usually produces pretty well. Um, I feel like Rivers is more consistent, though. I mean... And I think that the Chargers are in a much better position right now. So I think I would go with Phillip Rivers over Russell Wilson. But, I mean, that's a tough call. Yeah, I like this. This is head-to-head. This is a good one. Um, I would go Rivers. He almost always throws for 300-plus. It seems like every so often Seattle looks okay and Russell doesn't throw for a hell of a lot. Um, I would go Rivers. I like it. I like it. Um, Next one I got for you. Jared Goff or Drew Brees? Oh my God, Dan! Oh. With these friggin' questions. <laughs> well, God, there's three. There's three one. of them. I gotta ask. Ah, uh, jeez. Um, you compare who has bigger receiving weapons? Well, kind of almost the same, maybe in favor of L.A. Who has the better running back? Yeah. I guess Gurley, but Ingram and Kamara are a better combo. And who's most likely gonna throw throw a touchdown to running back? Jeez, probably either one of them. Um, I guess yeah. I go with the overall talent. I probably will take Breeze. Yeah, I think I have to agree with you there. I'm just going by consistency at this point. Yeah. And I mean, Breeze is, as we've said countless times on this podcast, or well, probably pretty countable, honestly. We've only had 16 episodes, but um, Breeze is the ageless wonder. Like, I don't see like him retiring anytime soon. I feel like him and Brady... You know, they go at one last Super Bowl, and then they're both done. Um, I just think that he's much more consistent than Goff. Um, not, well, okay, I said much more. I meant he, to say he's more consistent than Goff. He's not that much more consistent than Goff. But, um, yeah, I think that I think that Breeze is, the. if I had to start one of those, I would go with him. All and right. I would, I'll, and the last one, you know, let mm-hmm. me, let me oh, add, go ahead, Kyle. I'd add on to like, you know, Goff's, they, they've won a game where with him throwing zero touchdowns and then him throwing one because Gurley can take care of business in, in New Orleans. Like he's just, he's got to throw at least one of them, whether it's the running back or whoever. So I would just rely on Breeze's passing, passing touchdowns. All right. And the last quarterback one I got for, for you guys before we close out the show is it's, a quarterback scenario where they're playing a weaker defense. So the first one I got is from the 49ers, C.J. Beathard, or Brock Ice Brock Ice Osweiler going against the Jets, and they're both going to be at home. Oh, hmm. Um. Well, on the one hand, 
the uh, third is going up against Oakland, and that's not a very good team. But uh, Osweiler's going up against the Jets, and that's also not a very good team. Um, Which is why I picked it. That I mean, that makes perfect sense. I think that I've got to go with Bethard, um, just because I think that he's much more, uh, I don't know. I just feel like he's more consistent than Osweiler, honestly. Uh, that's kind of the whole name of the game for me is consistency, and I think that uh, I think that he's probably had a little bit more success than Osweiler, at least recently. Yeah, I'm leaning the same way. I, I like Bethard, the offense, a little bit more. Um, I also think Osweiler is a jackass, so I just have a hard time picking him as it is. So I'm going to I'm going to say with our be Well then, didn't expect that <laughs> that kind of analogy. <laughs> but uh that is actually going to do it for this week's episode of Ride the Pine. Um thank you to everyone who tuned in. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Ride the Pine Pod. Also, uh, make sure to uh, drop a like and a review uh, over on on iTunes and also check us out on Anchor as well. Uh, And also check us out on TeePublic. We got some t-shirts out there. We got a t-shirt design. Finally. Yay. Um, Yay. So go to TeePublic.com and just search for Ride the Pine. You'll find us on there. Just uh, uh, any support would be appreciated. Easier uh, way to find us on T Public is to just type in tpublic.com slash user slash ride the pine pod. If you search for us for some reason, their search is just kind of wonky. Um, so yeah, just try typing that in if you if you can. I like it. I like it. And anything you guys want to add before uh, before we go off the air? Yeah, this just in: the Rams and Saints just scored their first touchdown. Uh, what? Come again? It's a joke, guys. You never heard of that? Come on. Oh. Like after okay. the Patriots score uh, 40 or 50, they go, oh, this just in. The Pats just scored again, but the game's over. It's just a damn oh, joke. Oh, gotcha. Oh, okay, guys. okay. I was, like, oh, really confused. Right. <laughs> that, uh, com- went that went right over my head. Let's go yeah, back uh, to likewise. wrestling. Okay. So, <laughs> okay. guys, what did you guys sure. think about WWE Evolution last night? Man, terrible. that was a thing, huh? <laughs> that was terrible. Thing. It's actually a pretty good show. Yeah. Uh. So so that is going to do it for this week. Thanks again, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, from all of us here at Ride the Pine, tune in next week for episode 17. We're going to be uh, talking about the week that was week 9 and preview week 10, make some more uh, wrong decisions in the fantasy football corner, yeah. and uh, and we'll see what else we come up with. But you guys have a great week. Have a good one, guys. Happy week 9. <laughs>